two of the Cougar Sports Show. I'm your host, Abby Whittington, coming to you from the University of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Each week, I sit down with USF coaches and student athletes to get the latest inside scoop on all things Cougar sports. On today's episode, we've got head women's swim coach Chris Hamstra, along with his assistant coach Anna Moore and NSIC Swimmer of the Week, Alessia Morrow. Guys, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so Alessia, you're actually from Italy. What is it like coming to America and being with so many other international swimmers? Uh, it's beautiful having so much internationals that I can ask questions to and see if they have some suggestion on the academic side or also in the swimming side. Being here is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the other side of the world, so it's pretty awesome, but I feel like this is coming, is becoming my home. So I'm pretty happy, and I love the team. I love my ma- teammates and my coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, so it's beautiful. It's crazy, but it's beautiful. So how did you end up coming to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, out of all <laughs> places in the U.S.? <laughs> Well, there's an agency in Italy that put in contact athletes or also just students from Italy to USA. Coach Chris contacted me one day and we started talking. We did a few video calls and after a few months I decided to come here mostly for the incredible atmosphere and that I feel that they have here and um, I feel that me and Coach Chris were on the same side and with the same thoughts of practicing and goals. So I felt that this was my place. Yeah, sure. What's the team culture like? It's very friendly and we always have fun during practice. But when is the time to work hard, we always focus on what we have to do. And so I think this is beautiful. So you have uh, support, but also a place where you, you can have fun and be yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. Coach, what are your initial thoughts on the season so far? Great question. Uh, so far, it's been an amazing year. Um, we came out of the gate with our first meet back um, in late September, and we were firing on all cylinders and had, had an awesome meet. We have... Quite a few, a large portion of our team are, are new, either first years or transfers, and the transition has been seamless. They, they've added so much to our program. Like Alessia said, they're a ton of fun, and I think looking forward to the next couple of weeks, it's going to be an exciting time. Sure. How many new swimmers did you get this year between freshmen and transfers? Ten. Wow. And how many are on the roster? Twenty-five. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's that's a lot of new girls. What's it been like integrating so many new swimmers? You know, I think any time you get new cultures and new perspectives and just new um, new people, there is definitely ebbs and flows for sure. But I think one thing that we've really noticed this year is that at least something that I get really excited about is that our first years aren't waiting for an invitation. They're like, hey, like, let's go. Like, let's get this done. Um, And I think that's really kind of, we've seen a shift in everybody, really, that everybody's kind of got this more just like, almost just grit um, and is ready to work hard and show just everybody kind of what they're ready to do, um, both in the water and out of the water, too. So I think there's definitely ebbs and flows, but I think we've done a really good job this year of 
keeping everybody together and making sure we're doing fun things as a team in practice um, because that affects everything. What big meets have you guys got coming up? Uh, I'd say the biggest one is um, mid-November. That's our mid-season meet. We'll rest for a couple days. Uh, We'll put fast suits on um, and really just see where we're at. It's about our halfway point. So give them a chance to swim fast again. (laughs) Gotcha. What differences have you guys made in or out of the pool from last season to this season? And have you noticed an impact on the swimmers? Yeah, so um, their head coach has chilled out a little bit. Um, We've done a lot more speed work, um, had a little bit more fun, had a few more practices off where they get to sleep in. Um, So I think the impact is showing that we are are swimming faster right now. And um, there's still a few of us, like Alessia, that need to put in a lot, a lot of yards. But... Um, for the most part, we've, we've been just working in more speed work and more technical work, and it's been paying off. For those who aren't super familiar with swimming, what, what is technical work? <laughs> um, I think I would just explain it as really breaking down each stroke. And, right, like in other sports, you have drills to better your speed or to better um, any specific skill set within your sport. And so when we break down the techniques of each stroke, we're also breaking down, you know, how it's going to affect them um, long term. So somebody like Alessia who swims the longer distances, her technical work might will actually look different than a sprinter's because they just need very different things. Gotcha. And again, another question for people who aren't familiar with swimming. What is tapering? Uh, taper taper would be um, it's resting, okay. right? It's, it's if you're if you're working at a high level and you're going to taper down the intensity and the workload into a big meet. So is it typical to taper before a big meet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Why would you taper for one and not another? That's a great question. So the it's really the goal of the meet, right? So when we go to midseason and that's a three-day um, competition, that's going to mirror our conference championship quite a bit. So mm-hmm. that's one that we – taper down for a little bit so they can swim fast because we're going to put suits on. Um, of course, it's fun to swim fast in, in dual meets, but if you're always resting for every meet every weekend, um, you're not making a lot of training gains. So, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, looking at your team, what are your strong individual and relay events? Distance. Butterfly. <laughs> Um, We actually make a joke with a lot of recruits that um, USF actually stands for University of Swimming Fly and (laughs) University of Swimming Far, um, because those are the two events that we typically end up just doing really, really well in. Um, You know, I would also say we've got, you know, we've got amazing people in every event, which I think is pretty special. Um, I mean, we've got Into who has gone to nationals twice in the 200 breast. We've got Dome in the back, but I would say our strongest events are probably going to be more distance and butterfly focused. And we don't have a diving team. How does that affect scoring in meets? Well, if, if the other team has three divers, we, we start 32 points behind. Okay. How do you win a meet then if you're starting so far behind? We make up the points. Yeah, we just <laughs> have to win a, a lot of the swim events. Mm-hmm. Do you foresee us ever getting a diving team here? I don't. I don't think so. No. Or a men's team? I think a men's team would probably come before a diving. Men's team, team, team would come before a diving. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's something for the new AD. 
right? <laughs> Why would you say no diving, do you think? We decided to invest in our program on the swimming side. Mm-hmm. Um, diving is, it really is its own sport. So that means we need, uh, I can't coach diving. So we need to hire another assistant for diving on a women's only program. You're going to have five divers at most. Um, the decision was to focus on the swimming side and put our um, investments there. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. And you mentioned another assistant coach, Anna, joined mm-hmm. the team last year. What has she brought to the team for the girls? Oh, my gosh. Um, Anna has brought everything. She is their biggest cheerleader. Um, she's their confidant. She's their supporter. Most of the girls don't know this, but she's the mean one. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, um, but she's she's brought it all. She's the whole package, and um, she's really been able to connect with the ladies and, and make them feel more comfortable because most of our ladies are far away from home. Yeah. Anna, what's it been like coming to USF? It's you know, he kind of touched on being able to help the people that are far away from home. I'm far from home. Um, not anything like our internationals, but, you know, to go home, it's a 12-hour drive or a flight. Um, and so really coming out here was putting, I feel like, a lot of faith both within myself and the program, um, but also Chris, um, just as a mentor, you know, as an assistant, you're always looking for not only an amazing team, but you're looking for somebody who can teach you and help you go to the next level. Um, and I, throughout my entire interview process, like that was kind of big red flags, like, hey, this is the place, not red flags, green flags, let's say green flags. Um, <laughs> but I think then, you know, I had this expectation coming in and then once I got here the expectations were just blown out of the water um I like the girls they're just here to work as hard as they can and they love each other and you know I've never felt support um from the team as well both in my personal life and my professional life as well um but I think at the end of the day for an assistant you're always looking for who can get you to the next place and who can better you as a person and as a coach and it was an easy decision for me to come here and to be able to say, you know, I'm going to work with Chris. Um, And I think one thing that we've done a really good job of the last year and a half is that, you know, yes, my job title is assistant, but him and I are partners. We are our own team, um, and it's been great. Um, And, you know, I think the stronger our relationship is, the better the team is. So, I mean, we've touched on international uh, swimmers a lot. How many are on the team? Do you know off the top of your head? Or is it too many to count? We can we can count on our fingers real quick. Seven? 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 Eight. Eight? Yes. Alessia, Valentina, Veronica, Inta, Ursula, Dome, Feeney. Angie. Angie. Eight. Wow. Okay. How do you, how do you get people to come here? <laughs> Um, Well, it's a lot like Alessia said, you know, very often there's there's an agency or somebody reaching out um, and we just start that process. Um, We start talking, we start having video chats, we figure out, you know, what are they looking for in a program and um, do we fit that that bill? So um, that's something that our program is very proud of is our diversity, not only internationally, but um, across the U.S. as well. So I think that helps. It's, it's almost something where once you get the ball rolling, it, it shows that um, international students can be successful here and they are excited. And, and honestly, they probably 
um, recruit each other just as much as, as I do. Heading in a different direction, let's talk more about this season. So far, you guys are 7-2 and two in your meets, and two swimmers have made the B-cut for national times. For those who don't know what it means, what is a B-cut and what is an A-cut? It's needlessly complicated, but uh, mm -hmm. an A-cut is an automatic cut. If you have an A-cut, you are invited to the national championship meet. A B-cut is a consideration cut. Uh, it means that you have achieved a time that is good enough to compete at the national level, but uh, they still only invite a certain number. Um, so typically you need to be top 25 to 26 in your event um, in the country. So the bonus of B cuts are if you get invited in one event and you have B cuts in other events, you get to swim them at, at the national championships. So it lets you swim, but you still have to get the invite. Okay, so A cut is automatic mm -hmm. and B cut, it depends on other swimmers pretty much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like one of the ways I really like to explain it is that, you know, for Alessia, um, like in the thousand, they take 25 people. If 10 people hit the A cut, they're going to fill it with the next 15 fastest people in the country, whether or not they have like a B cut or whatever. It's just, it's the next fastest people to fill 25 um, so that's kind of how it happens. Okay, gotcha. And you said Intel made the national champ or national meet last year. Yes, correct? yep. So Intel went both um, her freshman year and last year as well. Is she the only one the last two years to have made it? Yeah, she was the only one last year, and her freshman year we had three. Historically, have you guys been sending people to the national meet? Um, yes, we send. Actually, last year was the first time we only sent one. We're typically sending three to five. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. How did you guys do in the NSIC championship meet last year? It was it was a good meet. It was um, we got we got fourth. It was an interesting meet, and in something about swimming uh, different than many other sports is is there are going to be close meets and there are going to be not close meets, and sometimes you know ahead of time kind of where you're going to fall and. It just happened last year that we were a little bit in no man's land. Um, it was going to be really hard to catch the third place team. Uh, it was also going like the fifth place team wasn't going to catch us either. So, uh, you know, part of that is the third place team did. I mean, they do usually rack up about 100 points worth of diving. Um, it was good. We had um, good times, uh, really good swims and um, a lot of a lot of final swims and console swims, which was awesome. So is there a regional tournament um, for swimming, or not tournament, meet? Is there a regional meet, or does it just go from conference to nationals and the A's and B cuts are moving on? Correct. Gotcha. The conference meet that we have is a four-day meet, and it determines the conference champion. So like other sports, it's however many games you play and your record and things like that. For us, it all comes down to this one meet. So if you win the meet, you win the conference championship. Are you not ranked throughout the year within the conference, or are you, yes, you are? Yeah, we do get rankings throughout the year. Yes, yep. It's rankings throughout the year. Um, you know, you always want to win when you're competing, but ultimately, whether or not we beat a conference rival, it does not play into our championship hopes. Swimming is obviously a pretty individual sport. How do you keep it, like, team-oriented? 
and keep the girls together. I actually argue that swimming is not an individual sport um, because if you look at, and it's a lot of people say it's an individual sport, just like track and field, right? And by all okay. intents and purposes, it is an individual sport because when starter says take your mark, go, you're the only one in the lane, right? Except for relays. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when you look at the psychological side of things, um, you don't look at um, like Olympic trial swimmers or Olympic cut swimmers, they don't train on their own. Um, so we're always looking for ways and setting up ways in which at practice they can race each other because when they race each other, they're bettering themselves. Um, and you know, it's, it's always, um, good fun when we race each other, right? Like when you touch the water, you want to beat your teammate. However, when you pop up, you're saying, congratulations, you're saying good job. You're saying, thank you. Um, even if you didn't win, even if you didn't swim your best, um, swimming is so time-based that it is very much within. Um, but when, you know, we get this caliber of an athlete and they can recognize that, you know, I'm having a bad day, but I'm going to come in and I'm going to have a good practice and a good meet for my team and I'm going to lean into my team. Um, we've seen some pretty special things happen when girls do that. So, you know, we always try and help them see that, you know, although you are in the lane swimming by yourself, you have 24 other girls on the side of the pool or next to you or behind you that are always going to be there. And, are always going to support you and cheer you on. And I mean, you can say if I'm wrong or not, but that's kind of how we, how I've seen us bring it all together. Yes. Um, I, for the first day, I felt this uh, support in the water out. And I, sometimes I have maybe a rough day or maybe I don't feel that good in the water. But every time I get in the water with my teammates, I feel better and I feel supported and this helped me train better and even if I don't swim my best time or did my best practice, I can give uh, all I have because I have the support of my teammates. So the team the team aspect, um, per NCAA rules, we have 144 days of season that um, I would say we average about three hours a day. Um, so... Given that, there's about 450 hours in a swim season. Um, Stop. I I like math. It works. Um, Like, this is not not good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is a lot more. (laughs) The the point is, over that four-day conference championship, over that four-day national championship, um, they're going to swim – seven events, some of those are going to be relays. They're going to swim three or four individual events that last anywhere from 23 seconds to 18 minutes. Um, 18 minutes? Yes. Yes. The, mi- the mile. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Okay. I promise. <laughs> it's for a very certain person. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. <laughs> The the point being, 450 hours go into those 23 seconds. They go into those 18 minutes, and you don't do those 450 hours alone. What makes USF special and stand out is the training environment that we have, and that's where teams are successful. Um, you can't be successful in meets if you're not successful with a training environment. So that's where the team aspect is. The team is there when you train hour after hour after hour to get ready for that short race. So even though you're the one between those lane lines, it was a group effort to get you there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. 
So, like you guys have said, you have 25 girls on the team. In a meet, do all 25 get to compete? Yep, all 25 compete. Uh, we do not have a travel roster. Um, so we find different places for them to compete. Most of them have their certain events that they want to they wanna race in. Sometimes we move them around a little bit, uh, depending on what's best for the team. But, um, yeah, we make sure everybody gets their swims in. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate what you're saying with how important the team atmosphere is because this is a Division II school, and so, like, we're not going to be swimming or playing our sport for the rest of our lives. So at the end of the day, it's important to build those relationships while we're here mm -hmm. and not just focus solely on competing because that's not, that's not what it's all about. Absolutely. There are some times we actually have to help our team see that um, and not be so intense. But it's hard when it's October of some season and I've got goals, right? Like, I want to get these things done. But I think our team does a really good job of remembering exactly what you're talking about. You guys are about, you said, two months into your season. You're going to wrap up around February. How do you keep the swimmers going for so many months without getting burnt out? That's always a challenge. So I, I think, like we talked about early on, coaches chilled out. We give them <laughs> breaks when they need it. Um, if we see that they're they're tired, we might have an easier practice or just let them sleep in a day. We, If they need to have fun, we figure out a way for them to have fun. Um, it, it is a process, and, and somewhere in the middle, sometimes we can lose sight of that. So it's making sure that we stay focused. I think really breaking it up into that that two sections where we rest a little bit at mid-season in November, um, that helps. I mean, I think it would be really hard to train right through all the way for, I think it's five months. Um, so mm -hmm. we give them a little bit of break. It's fun to, it's, it's fun to swim fast. I think we had one swimmer say, um, happy swimmers equal fast swimmers. Um, and <laughs> we have really kind of, you know, she kind of said it as just like laughing matter, but we really have taken that serious this year. Um, you know, that doesn't. That also doesn't mean that we don't grind when we need to grind, right? There are still aspects of the season where we do want to keep them happy, but like October is kind of one of those months where we just got to put in a lot of work to be able to be ready for that midseason. Because um, then you know we've got Thanksgiving and Christmas break, and so um, then when we bring them back, we want to be ready to go. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you're competing at your best when you're having fun. Mm -hmm. um, when you're saying Thanksgiving and Christmas, do a lot of the international students go home and train on their own during this time, or do people tend to stay, hang around here? Um, Thanksgiving, no, um, just because it's such a short break. And for our internationals, um, it takes it could take anywhere from a day to two days to even get home. Um, so they typically will stay in town for Thanksgiving. Um, Christmas, it really just kind of depends. I know we've got a couple going home this year. Um, some stay. Um, it really is up to them. We do give them the opportunity to go home if they would like, um, you know, just because with internationals, it's really hard to get home. With that being said, there's also been amazing support from USF. So there is Rachel Lovin. She actually retired. Um, she invites our internationals over all the time for taco game nights, um, but then around those holidays for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, you know, Coach Chris has opened his home too. So we make sure that they've got places if they don't go home. That's awesome. And then on top of that, very often they'll, they'll go home with teammates, um, mm -hmm. get to see another part of the, the U.S. And Yeah, who are some standout swimmers on the roster this year? Well, yeah, so of course, Alessia, right? She was... Um, Swimmer of the week this year, she set a school record in our last meet, got her beat cut. Um, 
Val Childs is a fifth year. She got her B cut in our last meet in the 200 freestyle. Um, she was an SIC swimmer of the week um, after our first meet in late September. You know, I, I feel like I could keep going down the list. Um, uh, fifth year Ursula de Marquette is kind of our, our jack of all trade sprinter. Um, Dome Solano Campo, um, she's backstroke and butterfly. Fini Schumacher from Germany is a, a, a freshman. Um, she's making a big impact right away in the sprints and the butterflies. Um, who am I leaving out? There's, I mean, you could pick somebody and you could talk about mm -hmm. them. Um, I think you kind of, I mean, we've got into coming back. She's been, we kind of talked to her about her a little bit. Um, you know, we've got Veronica coming back. She's a strong um, distance swimmer as well. Um, you know, I feel like we've, we could keep talking about all of them. There's something special within every single one of them um, that we like to pull out at practice. So it's hard to just pick a few standouts, right? So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's kind of wrap up with assuming that maybe there's some aspiring college swimmers listening. Maybe they're international, maybe they're in the U.S. Why mm -hmm. should they come and swim for you here at USF? Well, I think that's that's a great question. Why USF? And I, I think we touched on it. It's it's not about us. Um, it's the campus community, the place that USF is, uh, your professors, your teammates, your fellow students are going to be invested in your success. They're not um, they're not just here and and putting the blinders on. They want people around them to succeed and, and they go out of their way to make that happen. Um, from a team standpoint, it's exactly what we talked about, that training environment. That's that's what makes our team special, is um, making sure that we foster uh, a hard work, but also a fun training environment. I mean, I think one of the biggest reasons to come to USF is because people don't really see us, right? And who comes to Sioux Falls, South Dakota? But when you come and you see us and you feel the love that we have for each other and the respect that we have for each other, it's undeniable. And it's something that I truly believe, you know, we get overlooked too much because of, you know, because of the Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But once people are here, they see it and they feel it and then they want to be a part of it. Um, and I just think one of the best things that the team does is, and us as, you know, as coaches in USF swimming is just we're equitable, right? We have so many different, cultures and people but we meet everybody where they're at and we give them what they need we try our best to be individual coaches to what one person needs um so i think having the most equitable respectful loving team is something that why not come here right wow that's awesome guys thanks so much for coming on today appreciate it thanks for having us thank you thanks for listening to today's episode of the cougar sports show you can listen anytime on spotify with new episodes dropping every thursday i'm your host abby whittington and i'll see you next week